Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. I am Trev Downey, I'm your host, you know where I am. I'm joined tonight by Cam Branch, and only Cam Branch. So it'll be just the two of us having a little chat for the duration of this particular show. At least Marie Hanan is indisposed, being as she is a dance mom. So we're uh, in the uh, situation of having just the two of us. And let me, before I even welcome Cam in, uh, just address the fact that I'd said there would be new voices that will. This is purely down to me being disorganised. Uh, nobody has <laughs> been awkward. Nobody has stood me up. People have been really positive about it, and I've I've mentioned it to them. And I feel bad. So if you are listening and you're one of those people, I uh, I can only apologise. I am an absolute hot mess at the moment in terms of uh, life uh, in general. There's a lot of plates getting spun. That's why things have remained in situ, <laughs> and they will change. Uh, I can see a little bit of a glimpse on the horizon. So with that, let's look at the bright spark on every horizon that is Cam Branch. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Trevor. How's yourself? I'm all right, man. Like I say, there's a lot going on, but I'm not, you know, down or despondent. It's just a lot, you know, that kind of way. So mm-hmm. you can, there's only so much you can, you can do. And yet it feels like I have that kind of feeling like I should be doing more and not enough hours in the day and so on and so forth. But look, um, we That's still, life, That's yeah, dude, it, it seems to be, and like, I hate to say it, right. I hate to say it, but it seems to be 
particularly so for lads of our vintage because there's a lot of pressures coming from you know all ends of the family and all age groups and it just it seems to be the way right yeah i mean life's really catching up with me in terms of the kids growing up i mean little man turned 15 this week and um, you know and it's just like i was saying to him i i can still remember he was born at 10 past 12 on the 20th of november 2009 and i can remember it was the 19th of February, sorry, I said November, didn't I? Sorry, uh, 20th of February. And and on the 19th of February, when Mrs. B's in labour, I remember saying, I specifically said to her, you've got to wait till the 20th. She's in labour, man. You've got to wait till the 20th. (laughs) And and even the midwife, like, what's going on? It's my niece's birthday on the 19th. There's no way this kid is showing them. Birthday with his with his cousin sister, you know what I mean. <laughs> Got to wait till the twentieth, <laughs> ten past twelve. Uh, he comes and 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 the kid's amazing, you know. What I mean, um, he's just I couldn't have wished for a more decent human being as a as a as a you know as a child, you know, as a son. He's a he, he doesn't say boo to a goose. He doesn't give us any grief. I think in all the years he's had about four tantrums, whatever, you know, and I'm probably exaggerating with four. Um, and can I ask you something, Cam? You keep calling him little man, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Has he taken that spurt yet where that sounds weird because he's actually the same height as he yeah? is? Has that know, happened not, yet? No, he's not quite. He's taller than his mum, but his mum's not okay. the tallest. Um, he's, he's probably getting as tall as his old, eldest sister now. He's right. very, he's very much like his dad, a stick, an absolute stick insect, hide behind a lamppost. Um, had a phone call from one of his teachers this week, another one saying how brilliant he is at school. I've, got, I've just got nothing but good words to say about the lad. And, you know, it's his birthday. And I said, what do you want for your birthday present? I don't want anything. I'm fine, Dad. <laughs> he genuinely, he didn't want a thing. He genuinely did not want a wow. thing. And I had wow. to, I had to drag it out of him, and ended up getting him a little game for his Nintendo Switch, and um, you know, and it's just like he's just that type of lad, you know what I mean? It's just honestly unbelievable. And then we got there are a lot of there are, there are a lot of parents who are listening to this who are thinking, Branch has got all my karma because my, <laughs> my child is a nightmare. <laughs> How's this happening? How's, where did he get this saint from? Uh, it sounds great, man. It's always lovely. Oh, don't worry. Uh, uh, the youngest daughter is more than making up for it. So, uh, you know, she, she definitely got me on my toes 24-7. So, you know, I can relax with him, but I can't with her. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, yeah. Not all, it's not all roses, you know. There's plenty of prickly thorns out there. Well, we like to think we can uh, sort of hide from whatever the stresses are or the the difficulties are with the football. It's supposed to be, and I think you and I have a similar attitude, uh, it's supposed to be fun, and that would be our yeah. primary uh, attitude with it. But also, I think you and I also, also share the fact that it's very hard to have any fun with it if the team isn't doing well. And we're both very much um, get your medals out kind of lads. Uh, and it's 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 very very interesting the way things are lining up currently because it just seems as if there's a momentum there that I don't think 
Um, I, I'm going to say not many people would have predicted it. Um, I, I, I'll go out on a limb and, and for once say that I think I might have actually called this one. I, I, when Klopp said that he was leaving, I just said, I remember saying, God love anyone coming to Anfield between now and the end of the year. That's just how I felt about it because I thought that guy's such a galvanizing influence. And against Luton there uh, recently, that's very much what it seemed to be. I mean, we don't want to over-hype a win over one of the teams that's propping up the league. But given the circumstances, Cam, it did feel very special. Having to come from behind with all the various, like uh, there's a, a, a first team's worth of injuries. I've said it now in two different shows, Cam. I don't think any of our title rivals can carry that many losses of their top players. No chance, not even City, with all their money. And the lot that were there went behind and then rallied. And we were able to bring on kids who are part of the celebrations and part of goals. It all feels so positive, man, at the moment. You just wish it didn't have to come to an end. Yeah, I mean, let's not go that far ahead. Let's just uh, enjoy what we have now. I say, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be thinking of that day, come end of May, beginning of June, whenever it's going to be. That you know, the the great man is going to, you know, just turn around, just wave, and and walk away. You know, I mean, I, I don't. I don't want to think about that yet. I want to think about how great it is right now to be in this moment. And in this moment right now, we've got a group of players. We've got a, a team behind them, and we've got a team behind them and a team behind them going all the way to Carol in the canteen who, you know, and I wish I knew the groundsman's name who, who, who mows, you know, cuts the grass and everything like that. Um, everybody is is contributing contributing to something what could momentous be momentously so special this season in what we could achieve. And I'm, I'm, I just want to savour every moment of it. I mean, Luton was a, a prime example of what could have been the ultimate banana skin. They came there and they gave us a really tough game at Kenilworth Road. We were fortunate to get a point that day. Yes, we missed some sitters that day. You know, Nunes with his obvious, you know, missing his glaring simple chances apparently you know that you know me granny who's no longer with us could have put away but um that was a potential banana skin on uh wednesday night and you know especially when we went one nil down and we just continued to to do what we needed to do and then to see Klopp get so angry in the first half with the crowd because they were moaning at a misplaced pass by harvey elliott and then for Harvey Elliott to come out in the second half, and I thought he was man of the match, personally. I know McAllister got it, but I personally thought it was Harvey for the way he turned around in that second half and all the positive stuff he produced on the pitch and the impact he had in everything good we did. And even, you know, on the defensive aspects, he was he was wonderful and brilliant. So, you know, there was so much good from that game because, like you say, who we had 10, 11 players out. And you like to say again, how can other teams carry that loss? They're going to struggle. But the kids are stepping up so brilliantly. 
um, you know, your Jarrell Quonsers, your Connor Bradleys, your Bobby Clock when he comes in, uh, young Dan's, uh, forgot his first name then. Um, he, he looked like, you know, he's got a little bit something there. You can see that. You've got the um, the left back who comes in as well. I've forgotten his name now. Remind me, Trev, what's the young left back who comes in? Well, I was just going to say, don't forget McConnell. Jaden Dans is who you think of. Jaden Dans, that's McConnell. Young yeah. James McConnell as well is yeah. fantastic. And there's, there's two guys at left back. There's uh, Callum um, Scanlon and uh, the other guy's name is currently escaping me. The guy who got a lecture from Clapo one evening. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, they, yeah. I, I, we're, we're both having a senior moment. That's fine. People can yeah. scream at their at their, um, at their devices and feel smug that they know something we don't in the yeah. moment. <laughs> but uh, I, they'll they'll all forget their shopping list later on. So screw yeah. it. You know? um, but but yeah, as you say, you go down through that list um, of very impressive young um, footballers, and I, I, again, I feel like I'm repeating myself because I've. Sp- spoken on Raw about it, I spoke to Jan about it um, last night, it just feels, doesn't it like, that is really, the trophies I think are, this is going to sound weird, the trophies, even though they're the most important thing, are probably not the biggest part of Klopp's legacy, because there should be theoretically, I think, more of them the culture change is really the biggest part, and also now the evolution of and rebuilding of this squad where, like I said, Jan, I don't know who um, is going to be in the reckoning for the Barca job, the United job, um, the Bayern Munich job. Well, you do know who's going to be in the reckoning, but I'll tell you what, Mm. is Liverpool the most attractive of all of them, perhaps because of this group of players um, that Klopp has put together um, all at different stages. You've got that thing that I used to read in Roy of the Rovers when I was a kid, that the best thing you can have in a team is a blend of youth and experience. Well, we have all of those things and ability to burn. Just a shame half the lads are breaking. Um, Mm. But it, it does feel very exciting, that part of it, doesn't it? It really feels like that's really the true testament to Kloppo is that when he walks away from this job, it's not going to be a poison chalice like um, Arsenal was after Wenger, like United was after Ferguson. This is going to be a job that lads will be literally elbowing each other out of the way to get a go at because we're well-placed. Theoretically, if this season ends, how it could possibly end, we're incredibly well-placed. If we can stay sitting at the top of the league, we are the best-placed. It's a very, very attractive job. And what a testament that is to 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 Kloppo and coming from such a low ebb last year to pulling that last burst in now. And maybe if he does walk, when he does walk, what a place he's leaving behind, man. Yes, I mean, you mentioned culture there. And um, I was reading a couple of articles on uh, Anfield Index today uh, about the academy and the culture that's been developed there. They have a, a driving clause. You cannot drive a car that is more than 1.3 litres in the engine size. So you're not going to get flash cars there for these academy kids. They're only on th- the maximum wage they'll earn is £50,000 a week. £50,000 a year, sorry. Uh, not a week. £50,000 a year. They're very much about keeping everybody grounded. If you come in wearing a flash watch, 
you're going to get pulled up on it. If you're going to fail at the club, fail for football reasons, not for any other reason. That should be the only reason you're failing. And the reason you then succeed at the club is for footballing reasons. And this is a culture that's been instilled by Alex Inglethorpe and possibly Pep Linders as well, I think, deserves a bit of credit here as well. And they're saying they reckon that the academy alone and the talent they've got there, if you look at the average squad player, and we're just talking squad player, is probably worth between 15 and 25 million. They reckon they've got 300 million pounds worth of talent in the academy along with the wages. That's phenomenal. And that that is what somebody walking in to this club who's going to take over from Klopp, whether it be Amaron, whether it be Alonso, whether it be Tommy Tuchel, whoever who's being linked with the club, along with the sporting directors that are going to be coming into the club, they're going to be looking at that academy and saying, wow, we've got a foundation here. We've got something to work with. We've got something that can build this club and make it even better than what it is today. So the future is actually really, really positive because because of all these youngsters who are coming in. I think Klopp has introduced more academy players in his tenure than any other manager in the Premier League. He's given them their debuts. Whether they've gone on and become something is is a side issue because the point is he's still prepared to bring on these youngsters. Granted, in the first season, he used to look around at his bench and think, I've got nothing to bring on but academy players. So the numbers you could, somebody's going to be screaming at, at, the, radio, at the radio. I'm using quotation marks there. Uh, you know, well, the first season, he that's all he had. He had nothing else. But the point is he still, he still had them and he still had to use them and he still helped those minutes that they were getting on the pitch like those minutes that those youngsters were getting on the pitch against Luton on Wednesday, they're invaluable and they will mean so much to them. And you may, you, you being you there may. in that crowd with that atmosphere as well and feeling yeah, that. Yeah, of course. And wanting that as well, to yeah. be a part of that, that is something as well. Sorry, come We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch. And those must-have fan threads. Well... Over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. 
No, I can imagine that must be incredibly intoxicating to actually be part of that. And that's kind of on a tangent there. I was remembering, you know, in those early days, you remember Jordan Ibe was one of the guys. Remember <laughs> Kloppo running out into the into the middle of giving him a hug and Ibe and this kind of stuff. Like it's just that kind of uh, fondness for these uh, for these up and comers is great. But it feels like it's kind of come to a bit of a critical mass now. You're looking at a potential um, post Klopp team that could have four or five of those guys in a team in in that first team um it's really really possible the thing i was going to say was and this gets back to ties in nicely what you're talking about celebrations all the rest of it. there was a fantastic photograph taken after harvey elliott's goal the fourth one on the night in the 89th minute which showed a, a selection of lads celebrating all of them academy boys and it was just it was just fantastic to see. It was it was like, holy shit, that's a real thing that just happened there tonight. You know, we came from behind and we kept playing till the final whistle like we do. And as you said, Harvey Elliott turned it around from having had a frustrating time in the first half um, with final balls and all the rest of it to really being one of the drivers in that second half, along with Connor Bradley in the early part of that second half. And then you've got uh, you've got uh, B- uh, Bobby Clark and Jaden Dance, who almost had an assist for himself uh, for Cody Gakpo, but it's when the ball breaks from that Jaden Dance pass uh, from Cody, uh, to Cody Gakpo, that's when Harvey steps up and curls it so majestically into the top corner. But that phone photograph said a lot to me there wasn't a single established first team kind of regular there because Harvey's still not that um yeah. and I just thought wow that is it really is a testament and it did yeah you could say I suppose there's a pessimistic way of looking at it and I don't know about you but I really know and uh, this isn't this isn't a preachy thing or you do you on on social media if you want to be um very downbeat and pessimistic for some people is actually just their shtick i think they do it almost sometimes for pes- for um superstitious reasons um if i'm being quite honest some people i know and i've been quite fond of they do the whole abject pessimism thing i think for almost out of superstition at this point but it was really really it was grim viewing uh, to 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 flick on to 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 the twitters um before um, when the injuries were announced and during in the first half when things weren't going quite right. And it was all this kind of, oh, it's all over now. And, you know, I'm not, there's not claiming any higher, higher moral ground, but like, when do people, when do people start to believe in, in Jurgen Klopp teams? When's it ever going to happen if it doesn't happen now? It probably is never going to happen for those poor bastards. And I feel sorry for them because I was sitting there thinking, yeah, we just, it would be. I really don't like Luton, and I would really like to go out in the second half and really hand them their arses. And I felt confident that that might happen, uh, even with the limited options that we had in the bench. And my God, they were limited. It just felt it might happen because, in a way, they're not that limited. These are good lads coming on, and it's just so encouraging. We'll talk in a little while about the fact that it may end up being a bridge too far with so many world-class and superb uh, footballers unavailable to us over the next while. 
But if ever there was a sh- uh, an indicator that we may actually have enough about us to get through this, it was that Luton win. It felt kind of really special. And I believe, talking to Harry Sethi afterwards, that the atmosphere was absolutely outrageous, electric, especially in that second half, Cam. It's, it's going to be hugely important to us, that part of things. It is, yeah. I'm just going to touch on something you mentioned there um, about you know the negativity at half-time. And I'm not saying uh, folks were being negative so much, but I'm in one of the AI footy WhatsApp groups. I think you you may be in that one as well. And I posted something at 8.25. Final third, we've been piss poor, just offering nothing. Expect fireworks second half. Yeah. It was there. Yeah. It, It was there. And did you enjoy the fireworks? I certainly did. So, um, you know, and that second half then, those fireworks led to that atmosphere. That start of the second half, we came out like a house on fire. And by being like that, that lifted the crowd. And when that crowd gets going, when that atmosphere really gets going in that stadium, under the lights, let me emphasise this now, it's always under the lights you get that electric atmosphere. Mm. Very rare do you get it, you know, on a on a Saturday afternoon uh, at a twelve thirty kickoff or a or a three o'clock kickoff. It's usually under the lights. You get that atmosphere, and when it goes off in that stadium, there's no better place to be in this world. I mean, I was in the Anfield Road, the new Anfield Road end for the Arsenal game. It was amazing. I was there for the Burnley game. It was really, really good. It wasn't as good as the Arsenal game. You could feel it coming through your TV screens on on Wednesday. I've been in that ground for, for some, you know, some really amazing atmosphere. I've been in that ground when it, you could hear a pin drop. But when it gets going, this is why uh, Ryan Edwards, the Luton manager, said afterwards, he said the crowd, the atmosphere, Anfield destroyed us literally. We couldn't cope with it. And my players didn't know how to handle that ultimately. That's how important that atmosphere is. And that, if we can carry that through all the way to the end of the season, those trophies that you said sort of don't really mean anything that they do, that's what we could be seeing then. The crowd has got so much to play in this going forward. They do, and it, uh, you, you know where I'm going with the trophies thing because I'm a bottom line. Yeah. Bottom line is, like I said to you right at the start, I think we're both the same. The bottom line, uh, the only way you can judge success is by winning things. That's how you judge success, and it's it's mm-hmm. about medals and trophies. And um, we're all um, you know part of, of, of a slightly different world of participation medals now and all the rest of it and uh, we have in the fan base I think p- predominantly from the younger uh, part of it a kind of um, attitude sometimes of you know just enjoy it you know just enjoy it and I mean I don't need to be preached at by somebody who's half my age telling me to just enjoy it. I've been enjoying it for a lot longer than you've been alive, possibly. And 
the re- the thing I enjoy the most is when we win the shiny metal thing. That's when I can really have my proper enjoyment, and no one will enjoy that shit more than me. I will tell you that. And it feels calm like there may be a few shiny objects at the end of this season if things line up. If we can have a little bit less bad fortune injuries, if we can possibly speed up the recovery process for one or two of our really important lads it feels like that may manifest at the end of the year and then I think we will have a total uh, a, a collection that we can um, say is worthy of the magnificent contribution and culture shift that Jurgen Klopp has been responsible for at Liverpool and that's all that's really I mean I want it for myself but I really do want it for him and these guys and this uh, this is something I want to talk to you about because I wonder sometimes you, you'll have a lot of mates who are fans of different clubs and all the rest of it like I do yeah and I will be honest with you I recently um brought a pal of mine over um and he, he he's he's not a Liverpool fan um he was entirely blown away by the atmosphere he could not get his head around it he was loving it couldn't wait for the fist bumps at the end from Kloppo all those things literally reveling in it um to say that the club that he supports is a rival club would be an underestimation I know uh, who it is yeah yeah right sure the Man City fan and and to and the guy was the guy was absolutely loving the whole experience, and it was hard not to because the place was alive. It was a different kind of buzz than the buzz that was evident in the place um, at the in, for the second half against Luton there in the midweek. Yeah, because we, 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 Liverpool were so good from the off. It was just yeah. a kind of a it was almost like a carnival atmosphere, and it was like there was loads of brilliant. Um, uh, referee hatred that you can get into as well <laughs> and um, you know loads to celebrate and uh, hero worship to take part in with Darwin Nunes and stuff like that so it was, it was just a super super occasion um, and I just think I wonder this is a very long-winded man but I'm getting to the point do you think that the average fan not the not the lads necessarily you get microphones put in front of them um but the average fan would have that kind of attitude to the Anfield experience to Jurgen Klopp to Liverpool as a club and stuff like that um because I'd like to think that's the case because it's I I don't think I'm being overly sentimental I think it's objectively fantastic and enviable you know I would imagine it's very enviable. I would imagine it's something that all fans would want to have that connection between fa- um, fans and players and fans and manager and manager and players and to be able to see that so manifestly every game. I don't know. It just feels like that would be something that everyone would want. And I'm not saying that from a smug point of view. I mean, what, what's your experience of that? Is it more bitterness and sort of um, snide comments? that you experience or do you think people actually genuinely kind of even secretly really, really do envy it? Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. 
we don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. I, I think they envy it, ultimately. Um, I mean, there, isn't there that flag on the cop or the banner, whatever you want to call it, imagine being us? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's quite smug, all right, but I do love it. Yeah, yeah but, it, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it is, it's correct. There's nothing wrong in what that says because it, it sums it up perfectly. They, they, they can only imagine being us, and, and that's what happened to your mate. When, when he saw what it really was. And you do hear, you know, not bitter and not rose-tinted spectacle fans, you know, talking on these, uh, you know, on these other outlets saying, some, you know, some, some of them will say, wow, that atmosphere was something else. Yeah. Those fans are something else. Yeah. You know, you do get it. I mean, we don't have to manufacture anything. It's genuine. It's real. It's from the heart. We don't have to have somebody with a microphone saying, right, now let's sing this song, people, or whatever they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We don't need that. The cop sets it off. The rest of it goes on. Yeah, you're going to get a bit of the prawn sandwich brigade in the main grandstand. You know, that's inevitable. You know, they're spending eight, nine thousand pounds a year just for their tickets. You know, that these are people who are, you know, who do really well for themselves and, and they're very fortunate to be in a position to be able to, you know, have those seats. You know, I'm, I'm envious of them. I'd love to have those seats. You know, don't get me wrong. But tell you what, being in the cup when it's rocking, perfect example for that for me was the Champions League game against Man City when we beat them 3 0. When the before the game, the bottles were smashing the coach up, unfortunately. The atmosphere that day in the cop, oh, my God. The hairs on the back of my neck, I'm telling you, Trev. Something else. Yeah, that was something else. I mean, I, I've been blessed. I've been so lucky. And, you know, and it's like when I say to my friends who are fans of other clubs, you know, I was at, the, I was at this game, I was at that game. You know, and I've got like a twinkle in my eye, and they, and they're just sort of like, bastard. He's a yeah. fucking bastard. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they 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 haven't got it. They haven't got it. I I can't think. I mean, some of the European clubs have it, without a doubt. You know, you look at some of these European clubs, some of the Turkish clubs, some of the French clubs, and the, you know, the Dortmund have it. Without a doubt, Dortmund have it, you know. And the, uh, Celtic seem to have Celtic, it. Celtic seem yeah. to have it as well. I was going there as well. Funny that, Dortmund and Celtic, you know, they got Liverpool. I wonder what they have in common. <laughs> anyway, um, but, you know, you, you could see, you know, I look at some of these, uh, especially some of these Turkish 
stadiums and the way they 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 have the atmosphere, you know, like Galatasaray, Fenerbahce, they seem to produce some atmospheres in them. You know, Marseille used to do it on a regular. Marseille were fire back in the day. Um, I can see. Uh, I think um, Feyenoord might have it as well. Their fans, I think they they got some oomph in their belly. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, but there's only a few. There's not that many. I mean, who else in England has it? Which other Premier League has it to the extent we have it? They don't. Palace create a good atmosphere. I'll, I'll give you know Palace. And I, I like I like what I hear there, but I don't, I don't hear it enough. You know, Palace fans. I think they're great. I think they you know through thick and thin they they produce a good atmosphere at Salas Park. And I think if they ever move to another stadium, they may lose up what they have there because it's a it's a traditional old school ground isn't it and you, you create an atmosphere in those you don't create an atmosphere in a bowl I don't think I think that's what we've been lucky with our owners who've you know maintained that traditional stadium feel with what we have and that helps as well because I think they very much look at the acoustics of, of when they've designed the stadiums to make uh, or to do those two stands to ensure you know the sound does does bounce off the roof really well and helps, and that's a big thing. It, it's it's um, it's a semi-religious experience, um, if not full on. I'm not obviously. I'm. I, I was my church, Trev. Yeah, dude. I, I was I was brought up um, the most Catholic little man in the world. We basically went to mass like it was an Olympic sport. Um, proper proper Irish Catholic holy rollers. And you know when you fall away from that, you fall hard. <laughs> now I've never gone, I've never gone full into the the bleak atheism thing, but I do have. A, you get a spiritual charge uh, when you're part of something uh, in a big group that's positive, mm. and 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 standing on the cop um, when it's absolutely hair on the back of your neck, lively, is is something that's it's unrivaled for me. I can't think of anything better than that. If you were to ask me, you know, list the, the places you'd like to be, I, I can't think of a better thing. I can't think of a better place to be standing, a better feeling to be feeling. Um, and it's 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 magical. It's intoxicating. It's it's every. But like you said, you mentioned um, uh, Rob Edwards. Uh, the, the Luton guy saying saying um, saying about about how he was so impressed with with, with the atmosphere. We've all seen the video of uh, of Arsene Wenger and and, and Jose Moreno looking out through through the glass and going, going. That was me. That was me. Yeah, that was yeah. you. There, there, yeah. there were a lot of you. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Harinda, and Amen, <laughs> and Tal, and Indy, <laughs> and uh, uh, that, that was all of us. Well, you, you know what, by the way, just a shout out, because I know Harinda listens uh, yeah. on occasion, and I, I had the great uh, pleasure of, of joining him and his lovely wife and uh, the extended crew of Aman Singhi and all the rest of the boys yeah. uh, towards the end for. Bobby Firmino's game, and this actually works perfectly here into this conversation because that was absolutely unbelievable to be a part of, and it was kind of almost like a no mark occasion in many ways, uh, and yet 
Jesus Christ, the love was unbelievable. The concourse at halftime with the Firmino songs, constant, never stopped. It never stopped. And the genuine connection there at the end. I just don't think that kind of stuff is replicated elsewhere uh, to that extent. And, 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 you know, you mentioned some of those great uh, uh, um, clubs, uh, foreign clubs that have these um, very intimidating atmospheres. Do you remember that one? I think it was on the way to um, the Champions League uh, of, of 2005. Was that was that Galatasaray? Was that the the the, the, the Olympiacos? Wasn't that the... the, uh, the Olympiacos 3-1. Was was it them or was it Galatasaray a year later where we got the Welcome to Hell banner? That would we went, Galatasaray. Yeah, we went to the away and I was a Welcome yeah. to Hell, and then there was a, a, a banner on, on on the cup that we in the in the return leg. <laughs> it was uh, Hell. Have you have you tried the Grafton on a Friday night or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> you know, it was Welcome to Hell. Uh, you know, I just thought this is. That's us saying, right, yeah, you're great. Very good. Very impressive. Loud bunch of lads. We'll show you how it's done when we get back uh, to ours. And it just has that lovely feeling. You know, obviously, like you said, there are different parts of the ground. There are different uh, profiles of fan. Yeah. But it just feels like, I think, a little bit extra special at the moment. A little bit. I, I was I was just hoping the only thing I thought could go wrong was if it, it all gets a bit too sentimental and... Um, People start feeling a little bit sorry for themselves if, it, if a result or two went the wrong way. It could it could get a bit grim. I just don't feel that that's likely to happen. And well, it got a bit grim after the Arsenal result. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, every, everybody was like, "That's it now." You know, the title race is over. We're not going to do it. We're not there. Did it though? Did, did did it? I mean, amongst certain people, of course. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it why, did. because it was like, you know, City had had a game in hand and this, that, and this, and it's like, did, did you, you know, we've did, got a gazillion injuries, and you can understand why. But did you yeah. not think it was mostly media-led that it was like everyone, like they couldn't wait to say now oh, Arsenal are back as favourites or something. I'm like, hang on, they're That's fucking fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, I, I just, I don't know, I think an awful lot of that, people are very suggestible, you see. And I think, yeah. whereas, whereas, I, I, I'm not the kind of lad you're going to be able to hypnotise. Um, I might be a bit stubborn, let's put it that way. Yeah. And I've kind of got this set, this mental set that, oh, you don't ever write off this club under Jurgen Klopp, ever, ever, until the, until, until the final whistle is fucking gone. Don't write them off. How many fucking times do you need to see it before you believe that? So I always have that default sort of, oh, shit, we're 2-0 down, are we? Okay, well, well let's just see what happens in the second half. And, yeah. and uh, you know, and and and... and Time and again, you're proven to be. It, it's almost like people people talk to you uh, on on Twitter afterwards, like you're some sort of fucking um, Nostradamus. I'm like, no, that's what we do. Like, did, did you not notice that yet? You know, that's the mad thing, though, isn't it? Because the thing is, he's been here eight years, coming on nine as such, but it's going to be eight and a half years, whatever it's going to be. And it's like we still doubt, even though we should believe. Yeah, I mean, what part of that are you not getting even now? If you if you still doubt it, it does doesn't matter if we win the league or not this season. It really doesn't. It we we should never have been challenging for the league. That's what I'm I'm going with. That I'm not saying you know uh, it it doesn't matter in that you know oh 
in that respect, but we should never have been challenging for the the fact that we are top after 26 games with a nice little healthy goal difference as well with it. Considering where we finished last season to be in the position we are, that's that's down to pretty much one person and one person only. And can I can I just come in here? Because I, I think you said something there that you don't actually believe where you said it doesn't matter if we don't win the league. It fucking does, man. No, as in if you the way I'm saying it is in from where we were last season. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. It's it's, yeah. It's, it's 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 a progress level we couldn't have possibly expected. Exactly. I so agree the, with you entirely. Yeah. But, but now now that it is now, now that we're there, right? Yeah. yeah. Like what when it was um when it was all City have the game in hand. All right, okay. And then when it was City have the game in hand and they can go level and then okay. And then when it was City have the game in hand, they can go ahead. But now they can win their fucking game in hand and we still have a point. And we actually have a bigger goal difference as well if it, if it, if it came down to that. It just feels like, okay, I, I can't tell you the amount of times I've heard the phrase, it's City's title to lose, uh, mm-hmm. despite the fact that Liverpool have been leading the league. And it's not that I don't understand this, the, the logic behind that. It's not that I don't understand the enormity of the challenge uh, that Liverpool have to take on City every year. It's... Um, well, quite frankly, in it, it, there's a lot of things you could say about it, but the main thing you'd have to say about it is it's actually unfair uh, and it shouldn't be the way it is. But it is. And we raise our heads and get on with it. We go toe to toe with those fuckers. Um, and sometimes they eke out by dint of their massive, massive advantage, a one point victory in the league when both teams have uh, achieved absurd pi- points totals on a couple of occasions. And they've won out... They've pipped us on a couple of occasions. Mm. Um, they've managed finally to get a Champions League over the line after all Guardiola's arrogance and bullshit. They finally got one over the line last year. Now they think they're great. That's fantastic. Maybe that might derail them a little bit. Maybe that'll get into his head a little bit. I don't know. I don't know really whether it will or not. If De Bruyne and Haaland are as very, very good as they can be between now and the end of the season, it's going to be very difficult for us. Of course it is. But it feels so brilliant to be able to say, like we have been able to say for quite a while, people just didn't want to believe it, that it's actually in our hands, Cam. What a tribute to this to this group. That, and that's exactly it. It's in our hands. And it was even when we lost to Arsenal, it was still in our hands. Yeah even though City had a game in hand. It was still in our hands because City have still got to come to Anfield. Exactly. That's what I couldn't understand. Everyone yeah, had this, is where, this is where my bewilderment with everything was because I was like, are you you're not seeing the elephant in the room here? They've got to come to Anfield. Anfield. Wednesday nights, Anfield, because that's what it's going to be that game. That is what it's going to be on that game. It has to be. If it's not that, City can do untold damage without a doubt. The 12th man is the most important man on that pitch come the City game. Honestly, there's a reason there's a pub outside Anfield called the 12th man. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. This is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want. 
whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super-fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Most important player. I would give anything to be at that game. Um, I've, I've considered getting a Ryanair air flight over to get a few uh, bottles of that um, Bulmer's summer fruits just to fire at the city coach. Uh, to make <laughs> it was Copperberg. Like it was Copperberg, which was really upsetting. I, I could have drank that. You know, <laughs> people, why waste a decent co- Sorry, Baji. I know, I know. But once in a blue moon, you know. So, um... <laughs> Have you, have you just have you just apologised live to Harinder on the air? Here, have you? Well, you know, it has to be done. It has to be done. So, um... oh, hey, mate, guess what's just after happened? coming into my my brain is so stupid. Uh, things just pop in. Remember earlier on we were trying to think of. Uh, it's Owen Beck. You were trying to think of Luke Chow. Owen Beck, yeah, 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 that's it. Owen Beck. Hey, we we got there eventually. Yeah, we got um, there. Oh, so, I'm just looking at the the city games. The tenth of March. I know. Um, I know. So, uh, but like, I I would I just I, if 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 it's that Anfield, and we have some of our players back, this is the big thing, right? Let's we 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 need to address a, a couple of elephants in a couple of rooms before we run out of time here, because I, yeah. I don't I don't I don't want to keep you late, and we have we have done uh, three quarters of an hour, so. Yeah. In the last 10 or 15 here, let's sure. talk about a couple of things. Two things I want to talk about, like specific things that have happened. One that happened today was the Europe, Europa League draw. Uh, yeah. uh, and that's a very interesting looking thing. And it, it, to me, Cam, it looks as if an awful lot of the bigger clubs have kind of been kept away. F- no, I mean, that's not fair. That's <laughs> probably not fair. There is Marseille and Villarreal. Roma do play Brighton in terms of teams that may have a chance. Um, Milan have Slavia Prague, who are in second place in the um, Czech League. And we have Sparta Prague, who are top of the Czech League. And I think, you know, I, I, I'm i never one to say, to, to say oh, I think that's a really good draw for Liverpool. I think I, uh, maybe it's a, it's a superstition thing that I have. I have a lot of bullshit superstitions that I, I got rid of. There could be a few hanging around. I don't, I always feel a bit awkward about saying it's a good draw, or it's a bad draw. What I will say is we're going to have to beat the best that this uh, bundle has to offer at some point um, if we're going to win this thing, if we're going to get as far as Dublin um, in May. And I guess going to Sparta Prague, like I say, who are top of the Czech League, um, I went and had a look at their squad and I can honestly say that I only recognise about two of those guys. Um, that's probably a, a more of a reflection of my lack of, of, of knowledge about European football. But 
you'd like it. You just, even if we are a little bit depleted, like I say, almost every week in the Premier League, that Liverpool team should beat that opposition team. So yeah. that's where, where I'm at. And then you've got, like I say, it's going to be either Marseille or Villarreal. It's going to be Leverkusen or Carabag. Loads of people are fantasising about both Liverpool and Leverkusen getting as far as the final. Um, I don't know why people have, people like narratives, I guess. Um I was actually quietly hoping for Rangers because I think it was it was going to be really close uh, in terms of travel and yeah. a team that we absolutely should be able to beat. That's what I was hoping would, was the draw. Um, West Ham or Freiburg will get through. Roma or Brighton will get through. Sporting or Atalanta, Atalanta will get through and, and Milan or, or Slavia. So there's going to be one way or the other in the next round, which I think is a kind of a randomly put together. It's a draw. I think that's going to be, um, there's going to be, we're narrowing down. We're getting into solid teams. Hmm. But when you look at that bundle, Cam, Mm -hmm. unless the injuries really, really stay bad, Liverpool are the best squad that's left there, man. Liverpool and Leverkusen. Uh, I know Leverkusen are, are are doing this incredible thing at the top of the Bundesliga under Xabi Alonso. Hmm. I get that. But I just think sort of objectively, if we can get our, certainly if we can get Mo and Darwin back and yeah. maybe get Co- uh, Cody, uh, sorry, um, Curtis back into the loop as well. Ali. But I don't think we're going to have any of them for that, are we? Because that's I don't. I think I think Ali's up to the next international break. Yeah, which is just uh, after this this round. Um, what was the news in Trent in terms of that? He's he's the same sort of. Yeah, he's the same sort of time scale. There's uh, there's Don might be back by then. Uh, possibly they're talking about him being on the bench or in the squad this weekend, even. Um, so that's a big boost. Curtis, I don't, I don't know how long he's at for. Obviously, Jota's long term, isn't he? Um, realistically, looking at that, we sh- we should go through that round. There's there's no reason why we shouldn't. Um, uh, without being not disrespectful to Slavia, uh, Sparta Prague, um, that that's we've we've got a pretty decent draw there. Um, it's only a couple of hours flight to Prague as well, so it's not. Um, we're not going to uh, Turkmenistan or whatever like that, uh, Uzbekistan or anything. You know, one of these far-flung old Russian states that you know um, caused horrendous travel issues. So they'll be going in a private jet. I mean, nowadays it's that they'll be fine on the travel aspect of it. So. Um, it would be nice if it was a, an early kickoff on the Thursday the seventh, rather than the eight o'clock kickoff, just to give us that couple of extra hours because that City game has been moved forward forty-five minutes as well. It's a quarter to four kickoff rather than the four thirty mm. on Sunday. So mm. just little things like that um, can have an impact. It, it shouldn't do, you know. I mean, people say we're going all sports scientists here and all that, but. These things do have an impact, you know. Every little minute ha- ha- gives them the players that little bit of rest that they need. So you heard, um, maybe you didn't. Um, uh, Pep Linders was talking about managing the players back to recovery. Um, I thought he spoke very well. He was just talking about how 
uh, managing recovery is every bit as important as as, as preparing almost for the games because you, you know you have to respect uh, each person's recovery process and you have to um, absolutely maximize um, rest when it's needed, uh, hard work when it's needed, all those kind of things. And mm. we have this sort of nightmare scenario, like I said to you right back at the top. Who who else can lose? Trent Alexander Arnold, probably the best in the world in his position. Alison Becker, the best in the world in his position. Um, uh, Curtis Jones, a, a, an absolute nailed on starter in midfield. Um, uh, Mo Salah, Darwin Nunes, and Diogo Jota who would get into any Premier League team. Uh, all of them. It's 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 too much. It's not fair. Dominic Sabozlai, who's been our best footballer uh, for the early part of the season, who's really, really settled in, has come back and started recapturing some of that form in recent games before the injury. It's just it's just it's such a, a cruel blow. But I think we have enough in terms of we get Mole back uh, just to kind of. To, to 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 dovetail with Jota being out, that will do for me. If we get Darwin back in the loop over the next week or two, that'll do for me. Dom over the next week or two, that'll do for me. Trent will be okay whenever he comes back. We've got Joe Gomez and we've got the wonder kid that is Connor Bradley. We're doing okay. Um I think we can carry ourselves through these games. It's a huge ask mm. uh, to go tomorrow and try and win a cup final against. Uh, ah, people are saying they're resurgent. They've had a couple of good results and a couple of bad results, but they seem to be trying to find a way of playing Chelsea. It's going to be a big ask with the players we have available tomorrow, I think, regardless of where Chelsea are in, yeah. the, in, the, in the table, because it's a final. Camp. It's a cup final, yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, anything can happen on Sunday. You know, nothing, nothing's a given. Um, Chelsea are Chelsea. They're, they're still a force to be reckoned with, regardless of how good or bad they've been playing this season. You can you can see that, again, they've got a, a lot of good youngsters. Uh, Cole Palmer is a wonderful football player. Such a joy to watch. He, honestly, he's magnificent. The, the two centre-backs against City were brilliant. Um I, I, I can't pronounce one of the guys named, uh, but Colwell and the other chap, the other chap, he was phenomenal. They, they, they got some good, good players in that team. And, you know, they know mugs at the end of the day. I know people have been laughing at Moises because, uh, you know, they don't think he's been that good this season. He's actually not been that bad either. He's uh he's he's quite high up there in the uh, interceptions and tackles and everything else that goes with it and doing the job that he needs to do. So he's not yes, he's he's had a few poor moments, but overall he's been quite good. So, you know, I mean if their strikers suddenly click, you know, Jackson and Nunkuku, they're 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 good they're good players. You know, they we, we shouldn't be counting any chickens. That's for sure. And I don't think we will be. No, and I don't think people are going to... Well, yeah. some people will. Some people will lean into the recent result against Chelsea and say, well, we're so much better than them. And honestly, it should have been 6-7-1 on the night, um, I thought. Um, but you mentioned Caldwell and Disassi. They're very good. Chilwell. Yeah. 
Yeah, Chilwell and Gusto are very good fullbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, as well, yeah. How long? How long do people think Moises Caicedo is going to play within himself? Enzo Fernandez is going to play within himself. At some point, those two are going to click, and they're going to be world class because they are world class. Yeah. You, 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 there's also you mentioned Cole Palmer. They've got Sterling, um, who who I think scored against City, didn't he? Um, he did. Yeah. And Conor Gallagher, Jackson, and Kunku looks great to me as well. Yeah. Um, I think you know their squad possibly isn't as deep as it used to be. It depends on whether uh, Mudrick is capable of coming on and doing some um, uh, madnesses. Um, but apart from that, it's not just as deep as it was in previous seasons. But I'll tell you, it's going to be a very very big challenge. Um, I, I, obviously, it's a, it's a final now, so nobody gives a crap about anything. You, you're all in. You want to see Liverpool win it. You want to see another Quevian Kelleher um, uh, narrative being written about how he leads us to this trophy. Whatever the story happens to be, that's what I want to happen on Sunday. But we come straight out of it and into a game against Southampton. And I, on, I know the quadruple's there. Like like anything is there as long as you're in it. <laughs> Part of me would be so tempted to just say, "Ah, look, you know, everyone have a rest, and if we see who turns up on the night, anyone's interested in playing against Southampton, fine." I kind of feel like binning it off, and I know that's gonna rub you the wrong way. You're an FA, yeah. Cup, you're an FA Cup man, uh, and, and and you know what the thing about it is. That impulse from me doesn't make any sense because the best thing about us and the best way for us to be is is playing in a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Mid midweek weekend, midweek weekend. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's another thing that people don't seem to get. When we get a week off, it's not always good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've, I've always said it. We, we we have a week off and we seem to play so poor. We we lose our rhythm so quick. It's um, it's shocking and it's baffling as to why, because you'd think. How how can you lose a rhythm like that? You're just going out and you're playing football. You know what you're doing. It's second nature to these guys, but somehow they do, and we always seem to struggle after we've had time off. Always, and um, I, I don't like it. I like I like the the hurly burly of it. I like the intensity. I like the thick and the fastness of it all. And um, yeah, and you waiting. You know, and it seems to take an edge off the fans as well. Waiting just for another game, just waiting. You think, oh no, I've got a whole week. Oh, where's that midweek game? And I was so glad we played on on Wednesday. So I couldn't have, I couldn't imagine waiting a whole week for this cup final. That's it. It just feels so addictive, and um, you know, it's quite Moorish, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You just want you just want game after game because it's it. Uh, this is what this is. This is my reaction after watching the Klopp fist bumps. Was hey, literally lap this up, lads, because this is going away. It'll take a different form, but this. This beautiful thing is going away and there's an opportunity for us to really, really finish on the most spectacular of highs. And I hear these conversations. I almost went halfway went there myself a few minutes ago. I had to catch myself. <laughs> but you hear these conversations like, which would you go for? If you like, OK, if you could only win two trophies, would you or, or uh, oh, if, if you could only win one terrible. Or, win the league or win the cups all those conversations I think I've actually posed these questions to you on a podcast before when it was further away and less likely yeah. but I, here's 
this is going to sound awful and and probably entitled if you're a Burnley fan or something. But, you know, my my condolences if that's the situation. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan and I am entitled. I, I may I may have said this before. I'm fucking entitled. Uh, and, 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 and I wear that entitlement, um, uh, not in an arrogant way, but in an absolute, like I'm openly admit it. Yes, I feel like this is what we should be doing. So I've gone so bad, Cam, that it's not not just I want all the four trophies. Mm. I actually want the semi-final against AC Milan, so I have a chance, possibly in a in a mad world, to go and get a game in the San Siro before it closes. This is how this is how, <laughs> this is how entitled I am. I'm trying to design a course to Dublin. <laughs> so uh, I, I think I think it's good to dream, though. You know what I mean? I think it's good to dream. Why not? Like what, what's what's the downside? You know what is the downside? You get there this, is no downside. There is no downside. That's the point. It happens it? anyway. You know, despite your best efforts. So, yeah, I mean, some fans just dream of seeing their team score a goal. <laughs> <laughs> some fans just dream of their team, you know, keeping a clean sheet. Yeah, we we dream of visiting the best stadium in the world. That's do you brilliant. know? Do you know anyone going to Anfield South on Sunday? Yeah, quite a few. Good, good. Well, yeah. for, uh, if it's the people I think it is, tell them for yeah, me yeah. that I wish them well, and uh, I hope they bring. Oh, they'll, home, they'll listen. They're, they're listening. Don't worry. I hope they're bringing home the bacon because we uh, we 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 deserve a nice bacon sandwich, and I'm looking forward very much to Sunday. I have to say that's the thing, Cam. Let's finish on this note. Isn't it just fucking brilliant to be like you said a few minutes ago? Kind of jonesing for the next game. You just you're really looking forward to it because yeah. you want to see what these lads are going to do next. Can't and wait! Can't wait! <laughs> that's 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 where you feel kind of spoiled. Uh, and this is where I was in my mind. I was thinking about this well throughout this podcast. I was just thinking about some of these academy players. Imagine we had these players on the pitch: Owen Beck, Jarrell Quanza, Joe Gomez, Connor Bradley, Trent Alexander Arnold. Bobby Curtis, Clark, Curtis, Curtis, Harvey Elliott. That's eight, eight players who've been in the academy or around the academy. I know Joe Gomez probably didn't really go in the academy. He was signed from Charlton. But seven players, eight players, you know, and, and, and then adding their um, dance. Jane Dans and Kate yeah. Gordon and, and, Kate and Gordon. who knows yeah. maybe some of those some of those uh, multiple left backs we mentioned. Yeah. You, you know, the, the, the Neoni is a hugely highly rated kid as well. There is. The, Just imagine we we finished the game with with seven or eight of those on the pitch. You mean, well, Sunday's game it, 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 is, is probably a stretch, but we could potentially finish with as many as we're on the pitch against Luton. That could happen. Yeah, that could it all happen. depends. Yeah. I think everybody everybody probably best braced themselves for, you know, uh, the potential that Mo and Darwin uh, don't make it and that 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 that, that, that um, Dom doesn't make it. we, we got to be ready for that, you know, because otherwise, oh. otherwise uh, the reason I'm saying that is that otherwise people are going to, they're just going to get all depressed again. And it's a cup final day. Like, you know, like I say, you know, just have some ice cream. It's it, Have a laugh. You know, it's this is this is the good stuff. This is, like you said, what every other team dreams of. We have an opportunity to drive all the way to four trophies this season. And the biggest of them all is that league. We're sitting top of it. Before 
we speak again, there'll be those two cup games, but we'll then be looking ahead to a huge game against Forest in the league by the time we're next speaking and hopefully reflecting on um, progress in the FA Cup and the first pot in the press um, of the season. It's an exciting time to be alive, my friend, and I look forward to our chat next week. We'll have Lisa Marie back in the loop and hopefully maybe one or two others involved as well, especially if it's a celebratory looking back on a trophy win. But I want to wrap it up there. I want to give last word to you, man. Um, yeah. Um, another enjoyable part of must admit, uh, it's, it's different, isn't it? When it's just the two of us. So, um, uh, you know, it's like when you and Lisa Marie are doing it, it's, it's always it's very fast, isn't it? So I, yeah, I yeah, enjoy these. yeah, yeah. It's 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 amazing how quickly the arrow goes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, big shout out to AI, all things AI. Um, please get on the uh, websites for AI and EPL as well. I mean, like I said, I was reading a couple of the articles today, and some of them were just like, wow. Yeah, I mean, picked up a, you know. How would I have known all that stuff about the academy? Otherwise, you know, you just worked <laughs> out nicely for today's uh, podcast. So, yeah, big, big shout out to AI. Uh, please, people, keep keep pushing it. Uh, we appreciate you all. And we appreciate Cam Branch. I'm sure you agree, listeners. Uh, a tremendous man. Great to have a chat with him uh, in a, on a one-to-one basis. And we will, like we say, look forward to hopefully a happy chat, looking back on some success and this time next week. Regardless, we will be battling on for all the trophies that remain within the Reds' grasp by that stage. And it's just an exciting time. And I hope people are genuinely enjoying it. Don't get too maudlin. Don't get too depressed. Don't let those kind of negative feelings about um, the end of the Klopp era get under your skin because it ain't the end until we play those last few games. And let's make sure it's the maximum amount and we have all these glittery things to go and see a big old parade because can you imagine how drunk Jurgen's going to be at that parade? I can't wait. <laughs> I genuinely can't wait. And if the thing in Dublin happens, um, the lad's in trouble. I'm going to find them and I'm going to absolutely uh, hammer several whiskeys down his throat because he's a, a legend. And we have enjoyed very much talking about him and the team this evening from Cam Branch, from myself, Trev Downey. This is the Anfield Index podcast. As Cam says, if you have any sense at all, you're listening to all things Anfield Index, some of the best fan content, not just Liverpool. I mean, in terms of sport in general, going is on Anfield Index. Get your ears around it. If you're only listening to us, spread the word. Uh, about this show but then also get stuck into the deep well of fantastic stuff that's available on all the channels we'll wrap it up there and we'll see you soon we hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show the best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash Discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. 
Social Podcast Network.